Gaurav, how's it going? It's going great. Just finished a heavy lunch and all set to have a nice and lengthy nap. A nap? Yeah. Is this podcast stopping you from having a nap? Uh, I think you should start quickly. <laughs> all right, let's start the podcast. Thank you for downloading the Bungler Cricket Podcast. I'm Roshan Alam and joining me is Gaurav Sundaraman from ESPN Crick Info. Today we're going to be talking about the Asia Cup. This is where the best teams and the best players from the whole continent, apart from Virat Kohli, descend upon the United Arab Emirates to try and win the most coveted trophy. For Bangladesh, it'll be the second one this year after our women's team won it, but how will the men's team get on? Gaurav, thanks for joining me. Thanks a lot. Great to be here again. Yeah, thank you for coming back. You, you are you are one of the few people who've returned onto this podcast, so thank you. And on the day we're recording this, I understand there's a festival happening in India, and uh, you should be eating food, not talking about cricket. But cricket happens around the clock in India, and uh, you know, there's never a day when you don't talk about cricket, so it's fine. <laughs> That's valid. Um, so the Asia Cup, I feel like I'm not as excited as I should be about it, and I don't know whether that's because... India are playing against England right up to the bone, or if everyone's not—I don't know—like, do people still care about the Asia Cup? Because I do, but I don't feel like there's a, as much hype or excitement around it. Yeah, you might be right. There isn't much excitement, and I guess uh, it will heat up when India play Pakistan. But uh, it's a tournament which is more of a curtain riser to the World Cup. People are trying to get their squads right, and I guess a lot of experiments will happen. Uh, starting from this tournament. so uh, And Asia Cup has been a tournament where they've constantly changed the format. They had a T20. Uh, the locations have not been uh, properly assigned. Uh, it's usually, a lot of times, it's held, been held in Bangladesh and Sri Lanka. And I think it was supposed to be held in India this year, but then because Pakistan can't make the uh, trip out here, uh, they moved it to uh, the United Arab Emirates. So that is a big change. I think it's going back to uh, Dubai and Abu Dhabi for the first time, but usually it's Sharjah. So uh, that's going to be a bit exciting. India haven't played the, played there for a while. I'm not too sure if Bangladesh and, uh, and Afghanistan have also played too much of their cricket in the uh, UAE. I, a lot of teams actually train there, though. Uh, but, yeah, and it's pretty hot also, uh, if I'm... Um, uh, if I remember correctly, it's pretty hot and uh, it's going to be pretty challenging. So there are a lot of other things to look forward to than the tournament itself. Yeah, Mama Dollar was saying, you're right, it's really humid out there. And kind of it's, even though it's Asia, it's sort of conditions that some of our players have not necessarily uh, experienced before. Um, yeah, you, you know, you're right. It should feel like a really exciting tournament. It's rare that you get India, Bangladesh, Pakistan, Sri Lanka playing in a tournament in Asia at the same time. So it should feel more exciting than it is. Let's talk about Bangladesh's chances then. So, two-time finalists in the tournament and two-time heartbreak. Yes, and that's something which they would want to uh, change. And uh, we saw some evidence in the uh, T20, the Nidahas Trophy uh, earlier this year where uh, Bangladesh should have got over the line. It, It had everything in place for them to win the title, but they failed. So, uh, I think they would be the most hungry team. And just, it somehow happens every time before you get into a tournament, even though Bangladesh have improved dramatically in the ODI uh, format, you always feel that they're underdogs and you always feel that whenever they beat these big teams, it's kind of an upset. So, that tag is something they need to at least change the perception among people because I know they've made it to, they've done very well in World Cups. But, you know, they start. They obviously don't start this tournament as favourites. 
we don't go to the tournaments as favourites. We should, with our lineup, with our performance in previous matches and previous tournaments, the fact we've got to the final twice, the fact that we got to the Nidahas Trophy final, we've beaten Sri Lanka this year, but there's something still that kind of psychologically you don't feel like we are favourites. And oh, I don't know, it's, I think it's a combination of, of the fact that alongside our white ball success, we still have test match chokes and that still remains fresh like you know we've just come out from the West Indies with a incredible series win but with that came a 43 all out in the test match and so that kind of yo-yoing effect I think affects the perception of the team and, and how they're looked at. You have Bangladesh, Sri Lanka and Afghanistan which is the stronger group as such and uh, uh, the first game is between Bangladesh and Sri Lanka so uh, if Bangladesh don't manage to win that and you know, suddenly you're facing a do-or-die match against Afghanistan. And you know about Afghanistan. They've been a team which uh, is on the rise. And I'm very excited to watch them, especially to see how Rashid and Nabi go about in familiar conditions. You're right. We are in the group of death, I think, with Sri Lanka looking so strong under Chandigarh Singer. Like, they are a reformed team. I remember um, when we were talking about them in the series that they when they came to Bangladesh in January and they'd come off the back of probably one of their worst calendar years in cricket. Um, but Chandika Hadarasinga has reformed that team. They look so good against uh, against South Africa, like like really world-beating team against South Africa. Um, so Sri Lanka, I think, are dangerous. And then Afghanistan just have a magic about them and I can't really explain it, but it's not like... I compare them to when Bangladesh started playing cricket. When Bangladesh started playing test cricket... I think a lot of people were cynical and didn't think we deserved the status and weren't sure if we were ready. Whereas with Afghanistan, I think there's a lot of goodwill. There's a magic about that team. You know, they beat us 3-0 in a 2020 series earlier this year. And I don't look at them as a, as a banana skin anymore. I look at them as an actual competitive team who could beat us. And if it all goes wrong, as it you know did in, um, I think it was the 2014 Asia Cup, I think when it was a kind of league stage, we finished bottom of the group after losing all our matches. It, you know, I don't want it to happen again, but it could. Yes, you're absolutely right, especially when it comes to Afghanistan and Sri Lanka. Uh, you know, you don't know what you get from these teams currently because everybody has a mix of experience and uh, a lot of youngsters. A lot of teams are going through some transitional phase, new coaches. Bangladesh also is still uh, struggling with their coaching staff. Uh, it's going to be very interesting to see how teams shape up before the World Cup. And I see that as a, a, a longer goal, a bigger goal, uh, which uh, Bangladesh would want to prove to people that they are in there making the semis of this World Cup would be an ultimate goal for them because the format's very different. You need to play everybody and you can't just go with a couple of wins, uh, which was possible in the previous World Cup. So, uh, yes, uh, th that is the group of that. And the other interesting thing, Roshan, is that uh, you're playing in UAE and a lot of things have... Uh, it's very familiar conditions to all teams except India and maybe Hong Kong, actually. Because mm. uh, if you see uh, Afghanistan, none of these teams have actually played Afghanistan in an ODI in such conditions. Usually, it's the World Cup in Australia they played, if I remember right. And they played a lot of T20s, not an ODI. So, for Afghanistan, it'll be a time to... It'll be a chance to prove that they are uh, among the biggies and... Uh, and Bangladesh, like you said, they have beaten them and whether they can sustain the 20-over performance to 50-overs is something to be seen. I, I, their, their bowling is definitely strong, but whether their batting can uh, su sustain it and support the bowlers 
is something which is uh, we need to wait and see. And there was an interesting point uh, made by Shoaib Malik a few days ago in the presser that it's very difficult to bat in the lights uh, in in UAE and the ball does a bit. So, and with the weather uh, so hot, you wouldn't want to field first as well. So I expect a lot of teams to just uh, win the toss and bat first and put on big scores. Which is why toss becomes very, very important in this tournament. And, uh, you know, sometimes this could be a tournament which is decided by the toss. Uh, so, um, I'm pretty curious to see how that unfolds. Yeah, it's true, actually. I remember, uh, I think it was the Asia Cup in Bangladesh where there were a lot of day-night matches and nobody wanted to bowl uh, in, in under lights because of the dew. So, the toss almost ended up deciding their matches uh, in a lot of the occasions. Um, you're right about, um, I think, this being a kind of warm-up almost to the World Cup because... I think all the teams have things that they need to iron out or figure out before they go to England in 2019. Like for Bangladesh, I think we need to find uh, an opener to pair up with Tamim. We don't we don't know who that is. We thought it might be Imran Kays or Sumi Osaka, but now it looks like Litton Dars might get a go. And so I think we need to try and figure out who that number two batsman, who you know is at the non-strikers end when Tamim faces the first ball. That's one of our big queries, I think, going into the Asia Cup. We don't have the answer yet, if I'm honest. Um, and then also, I know Courtney Walsh was in the papers the other day um, talking about how our bowlers should get more of a, a run in the team. And he's right. So I think it's a real opportunity for I kind of three pace bowlers, Mashraf, you know, the Fears, Rebel, to sort of establish themselves and go, right, we are the pace attack that Bangladesh is taking to England and we are going to perform under pressure. Um, with regards to the coaching, I think... I feel like we're in a better place. Like we actually have a coach now compared to the last time when we spoke and we <laughs> the position was still vacant. Um, and I've read a lot about Steve Rhodes and uh, Neil McKenzie also, who's come in doing scenario-based training. Like they know that Bangladesh have choked. We did it in the Nidderhouse Trophy. We've done it in Asia Cups. We, you know, we did it in Bangalore against India where we get to those final over situations and every time we don't have the kind of composure or the mental strength to finish the job. And so they've been doing a lot of scenario-based training. Obviously, doing it in the training ground is different to doing it in a, a, a capacity, full stadium in an actual tournament. But I think it's good that they've identified uh, where Bangladesh need to kind of fix things or improve. And I'm glad that this will hopefully provide an opportunity for us to sort of iron those things out. True. And the other area of concern, according to me, with the Bangladesh team is this Winners. And with Shakib Lassen not very fit, we read reports that he's not 100%. Uh, and if he is fully fit, again, if you actually see that team, the dependency on Tamim to give a good start, Shakib to partner with him, do the all-round role, uh, Mushfikir to play those cameos, and maybe uh, Mashafi, yeah, he's been around for a long time, but he's yet to provide that uh, he's not a, a bowler whom the opponent's going to be scared of or, or going to play out or something like that. So, if you actually look at the bowling lineup, the spinners in conditions which could be friendly for spinners, Mehdi Hassan hasn't really uh, uh, proved himself in the ODI format as yet. Uh, and you don't have, you have some bunch of young spinners whom they've taken in the squad. So, that is an area of concern. Their bowling doesn't really give me that. Uh, a feeling that uh, they would be able to uh, run teams out or maybe defend low scores. So it's again up to the batsman. It's up to Tamim. A lot of pressure is on up to Tamim and uh, Mushfikur and Shakib to actually take them over 300 and uh, maybe give them a chance. Or uh, for all you know, I think they're bet they're a team which could be better off chasing considering the kind of bowling they have. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's not a bad point, and I think you're right. 
for the last few series and match where you have heavily relied on, you know, when you, when, when you do a scorecard and you do your top performers, it is always those big five players in Tommy and Shakib and Mushfik. It's a positive in a way that they are performing and leading the team as you'd expect. But I think we need to have the impact of new young players coming in. Like, I think it could be someone like Mohamed Mithun, a, a real opportunity. So he's in the squad because um, Shabir is you know, not in the team um, and they're looking at him as a potential number six or seven batsman. It's a real opportunity for him to come in as a young player and have an immediate impact. But no, you're right. I think there's an opportunity here for people like Arafal Haq and Nazmul Islam, sort of newer players to sort of come and um, catch, catch the opponent out with you know players that maybe they're unfamiliar with and take those sort of opportunities to win matches. That's what Mr. Fizzer Rahman did when he first started. You know, India didn't know about him and he absolutely you know bamboozled them with his bowling. So you are right. I said before, I think Bangladesh will either go out of the group stage or win the whole tournament. Nothing in between. <laughs> the, they just need to win one game uh, against Afghanistan to actually make the... <laughs> super force but yeah it could be uh, very much possible uh, because they don't see if you look at the other teams they they have players who are x-factor players you have Rashid Khan in India you have the guys like Hardik Pandya uh, who who may just come and take the game away and you have Bhuvi Bumrah who are top-notch bowlers whereas you look at Pakistan they seem to be the best team on paper today they seem to be the favorites according to me uh, they've been playing constantly good one-day cricket. They have some a bunch of new players who are really doing well in uh, Fakhar Zaman, Shadab Khan, Fahim Ashraf. So, I don't see that in Bangladesh. They, like you said, unless one of these new guys actually come and uh, try to uh, raise their game and show that they, they have a lot of mystery among them or they're really talented people, uh, I don't see them actually going all the way. Sorry about it, Bangla guys. <laughs> Not to worry. It's uh, yeah. It's um, we we've we've started to become a bit of a Pakistan esque side. Not in terms of the ability, but in terms of you don't know which Bangladesh is going to turn up on the day. Sometimes nowadays, um, let's quickly talk about India and Pakistan. Obviously, the other group which features those two teams and Hong Kong. Um, I feel like most people are excited about India playing Pakistan potentially after three times, and I feel that you know when 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 the schedules were released and the kind of fixtures were announced. A lot of the focus was around that rather than the actual tournament. Are those fixtures what people are looking forward to more than the actual Asia Cup? Absolutely. And the format is such that the league stage actually does not... Uh, uh, the first game between India-Pakistan maybe just be uh, uh, of interest material because they're playing after a long time. Uh, uh, but the Super Fours, the format has been made such that India-Pakistan play at least two times for sure and maybe a third time. So... I'm sure the host broadcaster also has a big role to play because you need to sell ads, you need to get in the crowds. Uh, I know for the fact that a lot of uh, a few friends and colleagues of mine have, have bought tickets for the India-Pakistan game alone. So uh, I do expect a full house for that game. But uh, and see, it's India-Pakistan, and there's no uh, denying that any time they play, there is going to be a lot of hype. There is going to be a lot of uh, interest, and you look again. The World Cup is a few months away and uh, both teams want to um, stake the claim for the best uh, ODI team. And Pakistan have been very consistent of late. Uh, they beat India in the final of the Champions Trophy. So that's something which India will want to get get back. Uh, I'm excited to watch the game between India and Pakistan. Anytime they play, you have some good talent. Yes, there is no 
um, uh, Virat Kohli. So you won't be able to see Mohamed Ame versus Virat Kohli. But I'm more curious to see how guys like Imamul Haq, Fakas Zaman, Hassan Ali, Fahim Ashraf, Asif Ali, they have a bunch of wonderful youngsters who have started playing very well. So uh, Pakistan is a very exciting team. Um, they have a very good set of selectors and coach and great attitude uh, for the ODI uh, and T20 format. So, uh, yes, I'm more excited in watching Pakistan uh, and see how they turn up uh, rather than India. And when it comes to India, you know, they've been consistent. The only thing which worries me is uh, they're adapting from test format and England conditions to ODI format. Oh, very quickly as well. Less than a week. Like, really, like, really quickly. I feel like, like, Pakistan, Sri Lanka, Bangladesh are coming to win. I feel like India, if I'm honest, are playing this tournament out of obligation. You know, when it's like Eid and you have to visit an aunt's house who you never go to, it's like that. It's in between two big lucrative series between England and the, the Australia series, and they've had to squeeze it in more or less out of obligation, I feel like. If India had a choice, they wouldn't be here. And that's an unpopular opinion, but I do feel like they're doing it out of obligation rather than excitement over the Asia Cup. That's true, uh, Sean, but when you see the squad, a lot of players have actually not played in England or are waiting... Uh, for an opportunity to make the test squad and likes of Pujara, Rahane, they're not part of the ODI setup. So uh, maybe uh, the bowlers may be a bit tired and just beat Bumrah. But Kuldeep Yadav, Chahel, a lot of guys want to prove that they're still there and um, uh, they're the number one uh, ODI team. So uh, I think they will be equally motivated to do that. Now I'm really looking forward to it. Gaurav, call it now. Who's going to win? I'm going at Pakistan. Pakistan feels like a, a strong shout. I want to say Bangladesh, but I also need that first game against Sri Lanka. See how it get, that goes, and then I can decide fully. <laughs> I, think I need to, I need to we see how that... connect again after two weeks to see who's closer. Shall we? <laughs> Shall we chat again nearer to the end of the tournament? Yeah, we should. Brilliant. Gora, thank you so much for joining me. Thanks a lot. Good to be here. And thanks for downloading the Bangladesh Cricket Podcast. If you have any thoughts on the Asia Cup or Bangladesh Cricket generally, Email me podcast at bunglercricket.co.uk and I'll see you very soon for the next one.